And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Uh, Clifton French will be joining us a little bit later on in the program at 5 o'clock. Talk about some issues at local schools with uh, finding weapons and things of that nature. I want to talk about Dan Bongino. I've got a couple of stories about Dan Bongino. And I want to I want to address these because I think that they are very important stories, more so than I think a lot of folks would probably believe that they really were. Um, one of them, the audience actually gave me today. I didn't hear about the cumulus thing with Dan Bongino, so I'll get I'll get into that here in just a little bit. But I did hear about Dan Bongino dropping one of his sponsors. Now, here's the thing: I have dropped sponsors before. It's never fun. Uh, what ends up happening is you know that you're you're kind of hosing your salesperson, right? And there is, you know, there's an element of you messing with their livelihood when you drop a sponsor. And, and so oftentimes radio hosts will hold on to sponsors when they probably shouldn't because it affects the lives of people who work with them. And if your salesperson gets commission by selling that account, but you don't want to work with that sponsor anymore and you fire that sponsor, you're taking money out of your salesperson's pocket. And that's never fun because you know that that helps provide for their family and and their livelihood. And and I don't like doing that. But eventually, you know, it gets to a point where you just, you have you have to say no. So I, fought, I fired him. You have the issue with the salesperson. You have an issue with the station and potential revenue losses. And, and then, of course, there's the client. And sometimes the client is is still friendly with you, and sometimes they're not friendly with you, and then oftentimes what you end up dealing with is is a, a hissy fit, and they go out and they trash your name, and they post all sorts of horrible things about you and, and that sort of stuff. And even if they don't do it publicly, they do it privately, and you're through the grapevine that somebody's calling you a bunch of names and saying a bunch of stuff about you and, and all of that. It's never fun when you fire a sponsor. Now, sponsors fire you all the time, and as a radio host, guess what? You're not allowed to say jack. Am I right, Josh? Can't say a thing. I can get sued for that. They can't get sued real unless they go above and beyond. They can't really get sued for trashing me. So it's this one-way relationship. So oftentimes when you hear about stuff like this happening, it's very, very rare uh, for the host to be able to say something about it. But there are circumstances like Dan Bongino, where it happened. And I think that that is, well, I think it's good. I think it's great, actually, to be honest with you. Uh, But firing a sponsor is never easy, and Dan Bongino has dropped a major sponsor from his show. And I wanted to tell you the story about this, because I think that this this is exactly what needs to happen. Canceling works both ways, Bongino said. And to those companies that would bow down to left-wing extremist activity on Twitter, if you don't support free speech, get out. I'm not interested at all. Now, what's different about this, and we'll see if there ends up being some legal ramifications because of this, but what's interesting about this is that Dan Bongino named the sponsor that he dropped. And I'll get to them in here in just a minute. So that's where things get interesting. Him being able to come on and go, one of our sponsors canceled somebody, and therefore we canceled them. So we're, you know, if you happen to notice that there's a sponsor that's not on the show, just this, there's a decision we made. That's okay, but calling them out by name is usually not something that is allowed. And again, usually because of legal reasons. But the fact that it happened on Friday is very interesting. But it's also a positive. I want you to know, I'm supporting Dan Bongino here. 
I think that this is important to be able to do. I have felt for a very long time that radio hosts, because we are we're in a position, it's, it's not just radio, television too. We're in a position to build people up. But when we get screwed over, we're not allowed to tell you about it. How many times have I told a story about a company? And you all have flooded me with social media comments, text messages, emails. Who is it? Who did it to you? I'm not allowed to tell you. I'm legitimately not allowed to tell you. You can complain about a company all you want. I cannot. But it would be nice if we got to a point where we could do that. And there's protections, there's reasons why this happens, and that is to prevent somebody on radio from using their microphone to destroy competition uh, for a, a competitive competitor of a sponsor or a competitor of their show or something like that. So there's reasons for it, but I think it probably needs to be revisited. So the post-millennial has been a target of left-wing activist Nan Doodles. Now, Bongino's been complaining about this person for, for a while. Um, most people don't know who she is, but she basically runs around and she tries to get advertisers to drop conservative commentators and sponsors. Uh, if you have a Google ad and your Google ad happens to show up on like a Ben Shapiro website or something like that, she tries to have you cancel so that you call up Google and go, I don't want my advertisements to appear on any right-wing websites or whatever. So that way, those those websites don't get any revenue from, from the advertisements on their website. Okay, It's all designed to hurt the bottom line for conservative content creators and that sort of thing. So that way, they go out of business. That's what it's designed to do. It is the worst of cancel culture. Okay, So she has a, a comrade named Chad, Chad Loader. Um, who is an Antifa member, and they routinely do this all the time. It's just something that they do. They're not alone. There's a few people that do that. Bongino's had some salty things to say about them, and he's probably accurate in, in the vast majority of it. But here's what he said on his show. He goes, if you have weak companies that don't want to work with people who are politically conservative, please do us a favor. Get rid of them for us. Bless you, Josh. Spreading the COVID. Every Monday, you try and spread the COVID. Is that the new Super, super Delta variant COVID? We'll talk about that later in the show, by the way. You're doing us a huge public service, he said, noting that no one wants to pay an ad company any kind of a cut who would succumb to the bogus claims of activists. And that's true. Now, there are liberal companies who advertise on conservative talk radio. That is a fact. Some of those companies you know very, very well. Some of those companies you don't. And as I've said before, I don't believe that a conservative is obligated to only take conservative advertisers. If the company will treat everybody fairly, I believe that that is, that is appropriate. You know, companies have a target. And if you have a, if you have a target and it just happens to be the, the demographic of a talk radio audience, as that's your customer base, even if you don't agree with talk radio, you still want to go where your customer base is. And so you'll advertise on talk radio. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, what's happening more and more is that companies are, are deciding to back away from it because they don't want any controversy. And if one person on Twitter uh, pitches a fit, then they're like, ah, we don't want any controversies. So we'll just back away. What that inevitably does is create more controversy. They still haven't learned this lesson. If one or two people complain on social media, ignore them. It'll go away. Nobody will care. But the moment you take them at their, their, at their word, and most of the time they lie, people like this Nan Doodles and everything, they lie. But if you take them at their word as a company and you cancel, well, now you're a big story. 
Because now the word gets out. Suddenly, you're losing money. You remember when the Sandra Fluck thing happened and Rush Limbaugh lost a bunch of sponsors? A lot of those companies aren't around anymore. A lot of those companies were only successful because Rush Limbaugh was doing their live reads. Some of those companies didn't have any customers before they advertised on Rush Limbaugh's program. And then they abandoned him after the Sandra Fluck controversy because they thought that they had built up enough customer base off of the back of Rush Limbaugh and his voice to survive. And some of those companies are not around anymore. And what's interesting is that Rush Limbaugh filled the vacancies of the the sponsors that he lost with the direct competitors of those companies. And those competitors now became the primary brand in that field. So, he then writes, he goes, she's melting down on Twitter and pretending to be a victim. Oh my goodness, I started a boycott. And I'm so sorry and pathetic, Bongino said. So anyway, what happened is um, he goes on to say she probably cost Simply Safe a whole lot of money and a bunch of negative media attention, he said, noting that they were, were one of his sponsors. And I've heard him do the reads for Simply Safe many times. And for the record, Simply Safe is a good company. They are, and they're all over conservative talk radio. But Bongino would also say canceling works both ways. And to those companies that would bow down to left-wing extremist, act- extremist activists who complain on Twitter, he said, if you don't support free speech, get out. I'm not interested. It's kind of inside baseball, Bongino said. And if you are a conservative content producer, here's a group of leftist nuts. There's very few of them. Again, it's true. There are very few of them. Most of these cancel campaigns are started by a handful of, of people in some bot accounts. He says they're all basement dwellers. They have... They don't have a lot of money or lives or anything, and they're particularly they're not particularly bright. They're paid by people like Media Matters and others just to sit around and watch conservative content. This is true. I, Media Matters used to have a running profile on me. I don't know if they do anymore. When I was in Las Vegas, they did. And it was funny because I had insider people who would send me their updates on the, the Media Matters thing. But I haven't had an update on, for a long time, so I don't know if they're even tracking the show anymore. But what they don't realize is they've actually created a parallel economy, Bongino said. These are short-term victories for leftist extremists. Because as they fire little shots at conservative media, they're pushing that media, along with cultural content creators, into a parallel economy where they can't be canceled by activist shaming. So he, he then goes on to say, and again, I've never worked with Simply Safe, just to make that crystal clear, um, I had this sponsor, Simply Safe, he says, and they're a great company. I have no problem with the company at all. But then he, he points out, he goes, you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna cancel the post millennial because these Antifa activists attack the post millennial, and they're gonna pull ads from the post millennial, then he doesn't want anything to do with them. And I, I gotta tell you, I love this. I absolutely love this. Now, any company has a right to advertise where they want to advertise. And if they don't want to advertise on a website because they don't like that website, that's fine. That's completely up to them. But when you have a social media cancel mob, in this case, just two people, two people complained to this company about, and they lied about the Post Millennial, which is a decent website. And they they lie about them. And so they pull their advertising in order to harm 
the financial bottom end of the post-millennial. And Bongino finds out about it and says, yeah, that's it. We're, we're not going to deal with you. If you're going to pull your advertising because of cancel culture, then we're going to cancel you too. This is great stuff. I can't tell you how much I support this. Not because I'm against this particular company, not because I have any experience with this company. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about them. I, I know their product. I've heard great things about the product. I've never dealt with them personally. But they chose to cancel based on the idea, which is a lie, that the post-millennial is, some, post-millennial is somehow a white supremacist website, which, of course, it is not. Not even remotely close. And because that company didn't bother to verify that, didn't bother to ignore the cancel culture types and actually ran with the cancel culture types, Bongino said, I'm going to cancel you. And he'll replace them with some other company that makes a similar product, and that company will now get all of that business. And I have to, you know, here's the thing. This is what these companies have to understand. Simply Safe is all over conservative talk radio, and their brand is completely destroyed on conservative talk radio and their audiences now. Who's going to listen? Who's going to be in the talk radio audience and continue to be a customer of Simply Safe at this at this point? And they have a heavy talk radio advertising budget, and that's now been sunk because they chose to go along with cancel culture because two people lied about Andy No, a, a liberal Asian journalist who covers Antifa and the post millennial. This is how it has to happen. Like I said, he might face some legal issues because of this, but this is how it has to happen. But there's another story with Dan Bongino out there. We're going to talk about that next. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Now, another Dan Bongino story out there. Um, I actually credit the Discord server for this one. I didn't know about this. In the middle of the show, they actually sent this to me. Hey, what do you think of this? So Dan Bongino vowed to quit if the company that produces his show enforces the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. So now his show is syndicated through Westwood One, but it's produced by Cumulus Radio. Cumulus Radio now has a vaccine mandate. And he said, uh, you can have me or you can have a vaccine mandate, but you can't have both. So that's what he said on his show today. I didn't hear this, so I credit the audience with letting me know about this. Uh, But this is, again, this is what you have to do. This is important for people to fight this battle. You know, he says, I have no intention of letting these guys uh, get let go, get harassed because they made a private and personal medical decision on only one of the biggest issues of our time, he said, there is a real thing called natural immunity. Uh, and he goes on to you know, say more, but at the end of the day, said, I, I congratulations to Dan Bongino. This is taking a stand where you need to take a stand. Uh, Reagan, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. This is William. Oh, sorry. What's up? Not a problem. Hey, uh, Casey, thanks. I've been listening to um, Dan for the last week, and and I heard him, you know, doing talking about the same thing about uh, getting rid of them as a sponsor. And I've been saying for quite some time that, you know, the, the Republicans have always been taking the high road. The right has always been taking the high road. Right. 
and it leads to, it leads to a dead end. It goes nowhere. Yep. It's about time. I am so happy. I was so pleased to hear about this same thing, fighting fire with fire. If you want to fight fire with fire, then somebody like Dan's going to do it. He yep. also talked a great deal about the cat woman, and he said, you know what? Bring it on. He <laughs> said, we have more, more sponsors. He says, you have a small little base. He said, we will destroy you. Well, so it, it's, it it's the same thing that I said with Rush Limbaugh. When he lost those sponsors with the Sandra Fluck thing, he had people lining up to go Absolutely. on his show. Dan's going to have the same issue. I have the same issue. There's a waiting list to get on this show, too. Other hosts have the same, well, good problem. They have the same problem, but it's a good problem to have. And, you know, people don't realize that there's a lot of folks out there who are wanting to spend money and they want to support companies that will support them. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And you're right. I've been, I've been saying for a long time, the high road is for losers. It's, you don't win that way. No, and that's good business. You do business with people that do business with you. And from, from that standpoint, um, absolutely. There's a lot of like-minded individuals out there that don't get a chance to voice their opinion, and this is one way they can. There you go. All right, man, I appreciate the call. Thank you much. Thank you. All right, uh-huh. take care. Yeah, I, I know traditionally conservatives have been anti-boycott, but look, you, if you don't fight back, if you don't hit them in the pocketbook like they're trying to hit you in the pocketbook, you're going to lose. You've got to fight this battle where the battle is. You can't You can't fight a battle on a battlefield that doesn't exist. You have to go where the fight is. That's the only way you can you can win this thing. And as I've said before, and he's been a big advocate, Dan Bongino has, of the parallel economy, it, it is continuing to grow. It is continuing to get bigger. And that is only positive. MNC News Time is 4.33. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. In half an hour, Clifton French will join us from realnewsmichiana.com. Talk about one of his uh, latest stories here about weapons and things like that being found inside of Michiana schools. So I've teased it enough. I think we need to talk about it. The the new Delta variant of COVID that Josh is spreading all over the studio today. It is Delta Plus. Didn't they say, Josh, a while ago that they were, if they ran out of, uh, what, what, they ran out of like Greek mythological creatures or something like that. Or No, no, no. Greek alphabet, they would start using like like Roman mythological gods or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, and like, wait a minute, hold on a second. We're like four variants into this thing. You're already planning on running out of alphabetical letters in the Greek alphabet. Like, really? Well, I guess they abandoned that. They're just calling it Delta Plus. So I, I guess we don't need to move on beyond the Greek alphabet. Pfizer board members revealed the new A.4. A-Y dot four. So, A, it's you. You named the new Delta variant, Josh. How you doing? (laughs) A dot four COVID Delta plus variant, which could require even more vaccines. What? Hold on a second. 
you are all probably going to be surprised by this, but again, this is a Pfizer board member telling us we might need even more vaccines against a new, newer version of Delta variant. Wow. Former FDA commissioner, current Pfizer board member, Scott Gottlieb, uh, took to Twitter over the weekend to educate followers about a new variant of COVID-19 described by the ominous moniker Delta Plus and AY.4. Gottlieb warned that the latest variant could have partial immune evasion. You mean like the Delta variant has? Anyway. Uh, UK reported its biggest one-day COVID case increase in three months, just as the new Delta variant A.4 with the S colon Y145H mutation in the spike reaches 8% of the UK sequenced cases, Gottlieb stated. I feel, here's, here's the thing, okay? Let me explain a couple of things that are happening in the UK right now. Um, most of the people who are dying from COVID in the UK are fully vaccinated. Most of the UK is fully vaccinated, yet they've had their highest case increase in three months. The caseload continues to go up in the UK, even though most of the UK fully vaccinated. It's like nearly 90%. For those of you who do not know, the the vaccine, what it does is it artificially boosts your antibodies for a short period of time. If you catch COVID, you get the robust antibodies that deal with the entire virus. The, the vaccine artificially boosts your antibodies for a short period of time. They break down very, very fast. These are not robust. So you get these new antibodies, which only deal with one part of the virus. So that little part of the virus just has to mutate a little bit to evade those antibodies. Whereas if you've had COVID, your antibodies are resistant to the whole virus And it takes a lot more for the virus to mutate to evade your immune system. But with the vaccine, you only have one little area. I'm making this as simple as I possibly can for everybody, okay? You got one little area of the virus that just has to mutate just a little bit. The rest of the virus can stay the same, and then you get breakthroughs. That's what's happening with Delta. So you get the vaccine. It artificially increases your antibodies for a short period of time. They start breaking down almost immediately. If you are unvaccinated and you've not had COVID and you get vaccinated for the first two weeks after your first shot, you're actually more susceptible to getting COVID more susceptible, which is why they're telling you, well, that two week period, you know, doesn't really count when you get vaccinated. It doesn't start right away. You're actually at a higher risk of COVID in those first two weeks after getting your first shot. Some of the vaccines, it's one week, but in general, they're just saying two weeks because it depends on the vaccine, okay? So you have that small window after getting your first dose of the vaccine where you're actually more at risk of COVID than you were if you didn't get the vaccine. Then those antibodies are artificially created, but they start to break down extremely fast, which is why several months after the vac- you get vaccinated, You're having all these breakthrough infections because the vaccine isn't fighting off COVID anymore. This is the reason you need booster shots. The booster shot is an additional injection 
that boosts artificially those antibodies so you could help fight off. This is why they're saying you need these shots like every eight months. But in reality, we're finding out that four months out, Pfizer's only about 20% effective. So really every eight months is probably not even good enough if you're going to go the booster route. Now, you need to understand something else about mRNA vaccines. They use the mRNA technology to fight cancer. They were testing it to fight cancer. Do you know why they stopped doing that? Because they were having to give these rapid injections as the treatment protocol, and it turns out that they were having a toxic response in the human body. And so they stopped. Now, I'm not saying it's the same thing with this this vaccine for, for COVID, because it's obviously a different injection. But the mRNA technology is what is being used. This is why you're seeing a lot of people talk about the, the vaccine potentially being toxic, et cetera, because the mRNA, mRNA technology has been shown to cause some toxic reaction in the human body with frequent injections. That's not hyperbole. It's not Casey making it up. It's not Kyle's blog. It's published research. You can look this up. It's not that difficult. So people like me and many of you have had COVID You've got these robust antibodies that fight off basically the entire virus, whereas people who have not had COVID and had the vaccine only have an antibody for one small part of the virus. And all the virus has to do is mutate a little bit to avoid it, which is what viruses intentionally do. And that small little thing just mutates and boom, it can sidestep those antibodies. Plus, those antibodies break down extremely quickly which means you need the booster shot to get those antibodies back up again because the antibodies that are created with the vaccine don't stay with you. They die out, for lack of better terminology. They go away. They disappear, okay? That's why there's this booster thing. So now they're telling you there's this Delta Plus. Delta already evades the vaccine. Now Delta Plus apparently is better at evading the vaccine, which means you're going to need more of these booster shots to artificially boost your antibodies so you can fight off COVID. The problem is, is that the more of these injections you get, nobody really knows what that's going to do to you long term. And since mRNA injections have been shown to be toxic with cancer patients, there's real concern that there might be some toxic results If you're constantly hitting people every four to eight months with a booster shot so they don't get COVID. That becomes the real issue here. And and again, I, I can't stress this enough. You're not taking a dead version of the virus and injecting it in the body to stimulate antibody growth. That's not what happens with an mRNA vaccine. But again, people don't know that. And it never was 95% effective. That never happened. They didn't count. Remember I was telling you earlier, you have that two-week period. You get your first injection. There's about a two-week period, one to two weeks, depending on the vaccine. But about a two-week period there where you're more susceptible to getting COVID. They didn't count any of those cases that happened. Because, well, you weren't vaccinated, therefore it doesn't count. In nowhere in medical science is that ever the case. Nowhere do they ever not count from the moment you're injected with a vaccine. But they did this time in order to sell it to everybody. And I'm not saying that it doesn't provide any benefits. I'm not saying that it isn't a good thing for certain populations to have. I'm just telling you 
you need to understand that the vaccine is a temporary, it, basically it's a temporary uptick in, in those antibodies and they, they fade away very, very fast. They don't stay with you. And that's why you need these booster shots so you can get more antibodies again because once you create those antibodies, they don't stay with you like somebody who's recovered from COVID. we got more coming up. 95.3 MNC. Yeah, no big surprise here. Um, Governor Whitler over in Michigan may have to return millions of dollars in big money donations. We were talking about this, it feels like a couple of months ago, that Gretchen Whitmer was getting a lot of outside dollars that seemed to exceed the maximum donation allotment per federal law, and it did happen. In fact, over $3 million in excess campaign contributions were donated to Governor Whitmer. Here's the thing. Everybody knows how much money you're allowed to donate, and they still accept this money. Michigan Republican Party brought attention to the governor's campaign fraud. According to Detroit News, Whitmer pulled in a record $8.65 million at the end of July. We talked about this. We also talked about that a lot of that came from super wealthy people and appeared to violate the maximum campaign contributions. We were reading from the actual article at the time that they were announcing the record-breaking haul. I'm like, some of these dollar amounts are far exceeding what the maximum contribution is. So it's about $3.4 million. And again, you have a $7,150 limit for individuals. And most of those $3.4 million came from people who are donating more than the $7,100. Wimmer's campaign has benefited from six-figure donations from several donors, according to the Detroit Free Press. Six figures is more than four figures, right, Josh? That's illegal. And it keeps happening. It keeps happening. Kept, I kept pointing this out because we went over to the, the Bernstein uh, the Bernstein stuff. They're attorneys out of Illinois. And uh, former Governor uh, J.B. Pritzker in Illinois also gave her $250,000. And I was like, those violate the campaign contribution limits. And sure enough... The investigation is done. She may have to give those back. And, and of course, uh, her campaign spokesman, Mark Fisk, is saying, no, 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 we'll just give it to the Michigan Democratic Party, which, of course, will then give it to groups that will be able to get it back to Governor Whitmer. You know, this is the thing. If you're going to have these laws and you're going to send people on the Republican side to prison, as they did with Dinesh D'Souza for this, I'm expecting all of those people, including former Governor uh, Pritzker, to go to prison, too. That's probably not going to happen, though, because they're Democrats. More coming up, 95.3 MNC.